This is Jeremy McFarland for the Sports History Network show, Footballers Family. I want to thank you all for listening. If you do me a favor real quick and hit the subscribe button for this podcast and also rate and review me. Let me know what I'm doing right. Let me know what I need to improve on. I'm here to to get better. So just let me know. And then I also want to thank you for this opportunity to, to talk to you. Through the show, I've had the opportunity to um, talk to a lot of different people from a lot of different places in life, and every one of them has a story about why they like a certain team or why they like a certain moment or a player or anything like that. Today's episode, I go into the future, so to speak, and you'll understand it more when you listen to this episode, but I go into the future and talk to somebody who was a day ahead of us about why he likes the NFL and a particular team. Now, being from Tennessee, you probably know that my voice is a little bit different than most. Well, his voice is different than mine. So just listen, and you'll see why that's the case. I enjoyed this interview, and I encourage you to uh, listen and then subscribe to his uh, Twitter account and see what's going on with the NFL cliches. Now, a couple of things before we go into the uh, interview section. I have a couple books I want to recommend that I've enjoyed reading. The first one is The Cotton Bowl Days by John Eisenberg. Now, if you can find this great book, I've interviewed Mr. John before. Uh, if you can find this great book, it's called The Cotton Bowl Days. It describes some of the history of that famed stadium and the events that took place in the Cotton Bowl in Texas. I encourage you, if you can reach out and find this from John Eisenberg, you will enjoy every minute of the read. Also, there's another one by one of our own at the Sports History Network. called Tom. It's by Tommy A. Phillips called The Great 80s, A Journey Through Another Exciting Decade in Pro Football History. Now, if you want to read a book that's in-depth to the nth degree and is good, that's really good and gives you all the answers that you can ever have for questions for the 80s, let me recommend this book by Tommy A. Phillips. And if you need any help getting to any of these books, just message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarland or on the Footballers Facebook, or excuse me, the Footballers Family Facebook page. And I can see if I can get a hold of the, uh, the authors for you and see if they can get you one of these books. Uh, also, like I said, follow me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarland or on the Footballers Family Facebook page. And I, and I put things on it um, a few times a day. Uh, to kind of keep you up to date on what's going on with this podcast and also the Sports History Network, your home for the yesteryear of sports. Uh, We have a lot of good things going on, including uh, giveaways, and we have one going on right now. So just hop over to my Twitter page and you'll see a link to sign up for a great gift from about the NFL's 100th year. But before I leave you, I want to let you all know that we have a sponsor here, a shout out to the advertiser for the Hit Sports History Network and the Football's Family Podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, you are probably a sports history fan. And if you're into sports history, you need to check out newspapers.com. At newspapers.com, you can get access to 640 million pages worth of news from U.S., Canada, England, Scotland, Shout out to Scotland there, Ireland, and more dating back from 1798 to yesterday. Get a free week subscription to newspaper.com by visiting 
sportshistorynetwork.com slash newspapers. That's sportshistorynetwork.com slash newspapers. And with a paid subscription, you'll also support the production of this and other Sports History Network shows. That's sportshistorynetwork.com slash newspapers. Thank you, and I will see y'all next week at the Footballers Family Podcast. Enjoy this week's show with a great guest from Australia. And we are back to the Footballers Family Podcast, and I've got a special guest uh, coming from tomorrow. Not today, yep. but from tomorrow. For Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Gary Jarjura, and I'm from Sydney, Australia. And it's Tuesday, uh, Tuesday morning here. Um, so, you know, the future is so bright, I've got to wear shades. But I, if I wore shades, you wouldn't really wouldn't see me because I'm old. <laughs> well, he, at least we know there's going to be a tomorrow because it's already taking place. That's right. That's right. I can't give you any betting tips, but, um, yeah. <laughs> now, as y'all can tell, and he, he mentioned it, he is not from around where I'm from here in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. Sydney, Australia. Now. You, uh, you're an NFL fan. I'm a, I love the NFL. I get up early in the morning because, as I say, we have the time difference and so on. So a lot of the, uh, so the Thursday night games are actually on Friday during the day here, uh, and the su- Sunday games your time. So they start one a one p.m. Eastern. So depending on daylight saving and all that sort of thing. That they can start uh, sometimes at 3 a.m. Monday morning our time. So, you know, so like um, if you and, and, and so on. And then going right through, you get the Sunday night game and then the Monday night game is always on Tuesday. Now, that's so, dedication. Uh, I, yeah. when, when a Monday night game goes past about 9 o'clock, I'm, I'm out. But you're <laughs> up at 3 in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I go three in the morning. Sometimes, you know, I record them and, you know, I need those off and, and, and so on. You know, I, I, I have to admit, sometimes I get up, I watch a chunk of them, and I've had to put a bit of a pause and have a, you know, have a half hour, an hour nap, and then get back into it and so on. But um, unfortunately, it'd be great if they were on on Sundays and so on. And also, the other great thing about the NFL is it's predominantly on during our off season from our you know, rugby competitions and so on. Um, so, you know, because our winter, not you know, uh, you know, it's coming into, we're in autumn now. And so our football season has been on for the last four weeks and we'll go on until end of September. Final is beginning, you know, grand finals beginning of October, you know. So, the, and then, you know, during cricket season, as I would call it, during our spring and summer, um, we have the NFL. So I've got basically, you know, football all round, all year round. <laughs> hey, that's, so. there's nothing wrong with that. Now, how do you watch it? What, what stations do you get there in Sydney? Uh, I get, uh, the, they've changed it around a bit. Uh, they've got, um, I, I get ESPN. So any games um, on ESPN uh, or ABC. So the Sunday um, through ESPN here, they show the Sunday night football game, they show the Monday night football game, and one of the channels uh, shows uh, two games per week. So, like, you know, you'll get a 
on the from the Sunday game. So like one of the one one p.m. Eastern games they'll pick, and one of the others. Uh, but I also buy. I purchase the NFL International um, season package, which gives me um, red zone highlights and so on and so on. It's a little bit expensive. Um, I don't have the full package, but I have the red zone and um, other things and so on. So as I say, it's about 150 for the season. Um, but um, that's my birthday present for my fiance every year. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, my uh, birthday's late September, so it works out. Yeah. Well, what what team do you follow the most? I follow the Miami Dolphins, and I should have gone and grabbed a hat and put it on. But I think we all know what the Miami Dolphins uh, look like. So basically, how I got involved in the Miami Dolphins. So uh, so in early seventies, my parents went overseas. Uh, they went down to Florida and caught up with some friends and so on, who took them to, it was 1972, to a Miami Dolphins game. And you can imagine my mother um, was appreciative of what these people were doing, but, you know, thought it was quite boring because she had no idea what was happening and they're in the stands and and so on and so on. Um, But uh, they got taken to the game because uh, my, my heritage is Lebanese descent. And the original owners of the Miami Dolphins were Lebanese, Danny Thomas and, and, and uh, sorry, having an accent, mind Blake, um, uh, the original owner, uh, Joe Robbie, Joe Robbie and, and so on. So these people said, oh, you know, you know, take, take mum and dad along. Anyway, mum and dad brought back um, a souvenir. They thought they should buy something. So they brought these. Horrible, you know, in the green, that the green, um, Miami green t- turquoise, they call it, or whatever they call that horrible green denim pants and jacket for one of us boys because there's six boys in our family. And thought, oh, one of them will wear it. We just looked at it and going, wow, this just looks weird. No one would ever wear this. Uh, and it sat in the cupboard at home, uh, for, for forever up until 2001, uh, or to when when my parents moved out of there and unfortunately it got thrown out and I didn't get to keep it, but no one ever wore it. So I always knew who the Miami Dolphins were because back in the 70s, there was very little, uh, the games weren't on TV and so on in Australia. You get some highlight packages, but we did know who um, Orenthal James was and we did know who um, uh, Broadway Joe was because they were in TV shows and movies. And, in fact, Fran Tarkington was in um, uh, That's Incredible. Um, uh, so we knew a few of the players. Uh, Terry Bradshaw was in, you know, a few of the movies and so on uh, with Burt Reynolds and so on and so on. So we knew some of those, you know, well-known players. Like, you know, today you would equate it to people know who Tom, you know, Tom Brady is, even though they don't follow the game and so on, and they've heard of Peyton Manning and so on and so on. Right. So that that was that was that right through. Um, then late, uh, it was 1978. I went and saw um, Having Can Wait, uh, the, which was you know still one of my favourite films of all time. Uh, I think we're going to go to the Super Bowl. I think we're going to win. You know, I don't know if anybody's. Uh, haven't seen that, but it's uh, a Warren Beatty classic. Um, so that's still one of my favourite films. So, uh, you know, I sort of had a bit of a, um, 
a spot for the Rams for a while. And then I moved back to, I, oh, sorry, I moved to America and went to film school uh, end of 93, into 94. And um, then I obviously started to, you know, games were on all the time. As I started to watch games. And then uh, Ace Ventura came back and it was all uh, revolved around the Miami Dolphins. So Yeah, laces okay. out. That's right. So it was all Dan Marino's and there, everything. It's Miami Dolphins all the way, that uh, that film. And uh, coincidentally, directed by someone who has Lebanese descent and so on. And it was an absolute classic, hilarious film. And uh, so, yeah, so then it became and, – and also – Friends from film school explain the rules to me, but the big, th- the big thing I got, um, not just knowing the rules and so on, but I became aware of the history because I was watching the NFL films, of uh, shows and so on. So I became emotionally connected to not just the Dolphins. Obviously, I had a connection, but all the teams. I understood the rivalries. I understood um, the history and so on. Um, so NFL films is one of you know the the greatest things because you know they they you you go back and revisit and you get the emotion and so on. So once I was emotionally reconnected and I understood the rules and as time I learn even today I'm learning more and more about uh, schemes and so on and so on. I've been emotionally connected and I think if someone's emotionally connected to any sporting team and so on they'll get into it and watch it it's like i've tried to push for the rugby and the rugby league here to be more people connected to it more in america and so on i've pitched as production person i've pitched shows and so on and so on i say people aren't going to get into it until they're emotionally connected till they know what is you know why why there's a rivalry and so on and so on you know, so yeah. Well, so you picked a good year to follow the Dolphins. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, the defense has picked up. I think they've got a, a good coach. Uh, personally, I know people say, "Oh, how dare you!" You know, when you say, "Oh, I've got my reservations about Tua," but you know, I mean, if you're a fan, I mean, you, I mean, it, people, people, I, I noticed on. Uh, uh, fans are saying, "How dare you know?" Mocking other fans and saying, "How dare you say you? Why aren't you're not a fan if you're not behind tour and so on?" I'm like, "No, I think people want it, everyone to succeed. No one ever. I don't think any fans want anyone to fail for their team. But I think a fan, especially when you've gone through many years of trauma, you know, like you know, you think of which is a lot of teams." You, you 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 want it to work. You don't want, oh, well, this person's, you don't want just hype and so on. So my concerns are, uh, yeah, I have concerns about tour. I hope I'm wrong. But the, the problem is, as you know, you turn it around, you get a good defense, you get a good coach. If you don't have a complete team, then uh, you can spend two years trying to see if this person's the right person and if they're not, you're back to square one, and by that time you lose pieces on your defence um, because they go elsewhere or, or whatever, and so on. So I'm I'm trying to be positive, hmm. but um, 
I'm just being real about it. And uh, so that's, that's, that's well, my thing. But you've been looking for a quarterback since 1998. And yeah. you've had some decent ones, Chad Pennington, um, yep. Dante Culpepper, but you haven't had the Bob Greasy or, or Dan Marino since then. No, no. And, and, and it's, uh, yeah, that's that's it. You've all we've almost been there, and so on. And yeah, it's it's like we've had elements. Um, different management have tried different things. They've tried some high-priced people, like defensive people, and you know, uh, wide receivers, and so on, and different different people, and so on, or people that are past their prime that they've you know got to come in, and so on. But yeah, they we just haven't had. Uh, well, you know, Tannehill. They had him for quite a few years. It didn't didn't happen. He goes to Tennessee. Yeah, I'm sure. okay with that. You're happy with that. I'm I'm happy with that. Yes. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's like the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, exactly. They they like um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, hey, do you want him? We'll pay you to take him. Actually, you know, so they, they the Miami Dolphins yeah subsidized part of his salary and said, hey, do you want to take him? Yeah, great. Um, and he started back up and came on and, hey, you, you know, you've been roaring these last two years. I mean, um, he's, I don't know, would you say he's probably about the 10th best quarterback in the competition, would you say, or something, you know? Uh, it's kind of hard. Um, it's kind of hard to judge that uh, because I would still put Tom Brady in the top five. And yeah. I might be wrong on that but i still put him in the top five so so Tannehill would be top 10 yeah i would say so yeah 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 it's it's hard to know like it's it's like with any um you know like i know people go oh well brady just won the competition and so on and and and, and so on and um um sure but you know yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, if you don't put him in the top five, then people go, well, how can you do that and whatever. But, you know, apart from that, you know, you take after like the Mahomes and uh, Rogers, Deshaun Watson, um, yeah. Russell Wilson. Uh, um, I mean, you know, uh, and so on and so on, you know, is, is he that far behind the others and so on. But uh, anyway. But yeah, so that's that's the Miami Dolphins. I, I hope we do well. Um, that seems we've been getting a lot of draft picks. Are the draft picks we mean picking with all these great draft picks? Are they the best? That's the other thing is people have been praising the CEO and saying, "Wow, you've done a great job getting all these draft picks." And he's done that's a fantastic job to get all the draft picks he's gathered in the last um, couple of years and um, for the next year or two. So great draft picks, but ultimately, are those draft picks the the best we can get, or are they going to be great? Why are they yeah. going to be middle of the line? Are so you we'll able, are you able to watch the draft there? Yeah, definitely. It's on. Um, it'll be on ESPN. So part of my uh, uh, TV sports package um, streaming, I get um, everything ESPN. So ESPN will have it. Um, I can. I'll put it on the computer um, NFL Network. They, they basically pretty much show it on um, on their website um, and so on. So yeah, 
I'll, I'll follow it all and so on, as I say. So it's Thursday night, so that'll be Friday uh, morning. It'll be, uh, you know, first round and then the Saturday, uh, so then Saturday, second and third round, and then when it comes to, um, when it comes to the um, what, four to seven, I usually um, follow that online and check in and so on because they happen pretty quick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so the Dolphins, we've got two two picks this year, and in, we'll see how we go. And we tried to pick up uh, your last your Tennessee's first round uh, pick, but uh, from last year, you guys released him, and we released him very quickly too. So that yeah, just goes to, y- y'all can have him. <clears throat> yeah, it just goes to show what. Uh, uh, roll of the dice, uh, picking and um, picking the draft can be. Um, Tennessee and, has uh, had some yeah. issues. We we picked up a guy called uh, Pac-Man Jones a few years ago, and he didn't work out for us, but he did for Cincinnati. And now we got Isaiah Wilson, and it was it wasn't good. But but you have what's interesting to me is you have a book. Can you can you explain your book to to the audience here? Okay, so I don't know if you can see that, but it's... It's uh, over 1,000 NFL cliches and hilarious cynical grabs. Yeah. So, I it's basically, I watched the game... Oh, I'll backtrack. I, I wrote a, uh, a rugby book um, called Rugby League is the Winner uh, a few years, uh, like two years ago. It was basically... We joke about it with my, I joke about it with my brother and cousin and so on about all the cliches that all the commentators and everybody uses all the time, and then I decided to write a book and and so on. But the thing about writing the book, you can't just write the cliches because you hear them all the time if you just watch any game <laughs> or any sports show. You hear people say it. So what I decided to do, I needed to put a cynical grab. So. I, of course, I have to do an NFL book because that, along with rugby league, is my favourite uh, sport to watch and follow. So you can have uh, the cliches. I can, you know, I don't know if you can see them, whatever. But, um, yeah, you get a cliche, but you also get, I thought, you need more than that. You need a cynical. <laughs> I just saw the, it said busted coverage and it said your phone phone line went down or something <laughs> that's right phone coverage breaking up exactly so that's, so, so i'm like i you know I, that's why i say the cynical hilarious grabs i mean you, you, you basically a i've tried to put a lot of you know over a thousand i mean you could keep going and put two thousand but there's so many cliches you hear like i watch shows now and i'm going oh it's another one yeah i could put that in the book and so on but to entertain, you know, you really, as you say, um, um, you know, but wrestles the ball away, uh, that would be a good cartoon I've got. So basically, I'm just trying to find a cartoon. Um, give you an example. I don't know if you can see that. Illegal formation. Yeah, you have a bunch of people, smaller per- people, and then there's one big guy about to knock them all down. Turf Bed monster, York. like the Loch Ness monster. Oh. <laughs> I love yeah. it. See, you this is that, the crease. They folded. Yeah, yeah. Instead of uh, the referee, you've got a judge. Oh, yeah. So I see the judge in the background. It's the old-fashioned um, judge yeah, that you would see in Great Britain with, yeah, exactly, with a wig exactly. on. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're in Australia, so we have the same. Uh, you have the same, yeah. Stuff, so, so that's why I did it. But I also thought maybe people, you know, to to show you the judge, hopefully people pick it up. Well, so yeah, what uh, you did, what you did with this book is you take what we as uh, football fans just take for granted. You said, well, this is what it sounds like. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, it's a, look, you know, as one friend of mine said, it's like a toilet or a coffee table book. It is, it is, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a slow reader. So obviously, I like drama and that. I watch movies and I've written scripts and movie scripts and so on and so on and, and, and ideas. So I do a lot of that and I do a lot of short reading and so on. But to read a whole novel, and that's probably why I didn't do very well at school. It takes me a long time. Like some people could read a novel within two days. But the great thing about this is, you know, if people like me, you can just jump in and out of the book at any time. So I'm just going to give you. Oh, okay. They have one there here. It says three, four, and four, three defense. Both add up to seven. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's right. <laughs> you get that sort of thing. You've heard the three four and you've heard the four three, but I'm trying to like give you a giggle by putting it together and saying, yeah, it's up to you know, because because that's that's the sort of thing, you know. It's like, um, yeah, I'm trying to give you, a, and also, you know, like people think, well, what do they give someone, you know, as a gift and so on. So it's 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 also like a gift book, you know. As now, Sorry, Where can you get it? If you go to the website nflcliches.com and then you, you'll contact me directly and then I can uh, organise to get it to you. So $10 for a paperback version or if you were like a, and that includes postage, so $10 posted to you in America or uh, a digital copy, $5. So I can basically send you i can email you a digital copy that you can download and so on now are you on twitter uh i i am i am but i to be honest i don't have as many followers as i would have thought and so on (laughs) so i I tell you what you give me your twitter address and you'll have one right now okay all right so it's uh nfl cliches sorry all right, NFL cliches. Yeah, and there you are, and you have another follower. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> no, no, no problem. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah that's and, and I'm looking at the first one that you you uh, have posted. The one that you have posted two eight. It had a picture of Patrick Mahomes falling to the side, throwing the ball during the Super Bowl, and he said he tried. He will be back. Yeah, that's right. That's that's a good one. I I saw that. I took a photo of that from something else and whatever because i thought um it's it's a classic photo i mean like that was still within a couple of minutes to go a few minutes to go in the game and that's right. when from that i think from that pass it might that might have been the one that was intercepted i'm not sure if it, or if it went to ground the guy dropped it maybe there was that there was the guy dropped it but i i mean a lot you know he the, the guy didn't spit the dummy or the pacifier as they say we we call it a dummy but for the book i my american friend um edited the book for me and she said no no we in america you call it a pacifier not a dummy we call it a dummy <laughs> but so so he he didn't spit he, he didn't spit the the pacifier 
Um, he, he was trying right till the end. I, uh, um, you know, I, I just think some of their tactics and so on, I think the coaching staff were just distracted that day and so on. And the whole thing, you know, they, they could have gone into halftime, like really if they were just kept it a bit tighter, 10-6, then it might have been a little bit different in the second half. But it was just, it was just one of those games. But, yeah, he tried. And, and, and gosh, he's, um, he's entertaining to watch, you know. I mean, like there's um, my nephew who's just turned 19, you know. He's, he follows the NFL now. And, um, you know, he, he's just like he and his friends. He tells them about Mahomes and so on. So Mahomes is going to get another generation of people watching NFL around the world. Mahomes could be our generation's or this generation's Joe Namath. Yeah. Getting people involved with football that may not have been involved with football. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and I'll tell you what, we- he's a uh, – he looks like he's a pretty good guy. He, he sounds like he, uh, he's got a level head, and that's one, that's one thing that people want to see now is somebody with a level head, somebody who has – you know, he has his teammates involved. And that's something to me Patrick Mahomes is. He looks like he's got all that together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he seems very impressive guy and so on and uh, and so on. And he's come leaps and bounds straight away. And you just, you just sort of feel that he's the type of guy that will still be there and so on and battling away. And look, you know, hopefully for them, their fans and so on, and they're exciting to watch. So you hope they're in the playoffs and everything for many years to come and so on. uh, He's going to be able to buy this whole country soon with the money he's about to make. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but he's in this, you know, he's in the AFC, so the Tennessee Titans and the Miami Dolphins got to get past him. But, um, yeah, yeah. I don't, (laughs) every time he gets out on the field, I'm like, oh, he's going to score 100 points. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, um, excuse me. Excuse me for that. Sorry. Well, Mr. Gary, I appreciate your time. And, uh, again, your book is the NFL. It's, uh, let's see that title one more time so we can get this out. NFL. NFL Over 1,000 NFL cliches and hilarious cynical grabs. And I will put a link to this on my Facebook page and my Twitter page. Oh, thank you very much. And you see the cover photo. Relieving the pressure. Oh, it's kind of a Tom Brady reference there. Oh, deflating <laughs> the balls. Oh, oh, Mister, you you hit hard on some Tampa Bay people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I met uh, Tom uh, a few times when I was uh, living and working in America. We did a lot of the ESPN shows. We did the ESPN um, award show, the ESPYS, and so on. And Tom was there. And the first one was just after he had won the Super Bowl. And, you know, it was like, yeah, this young guy won the Super Bowl and whatever and so on. And, you know, all these years later, oh, this old guy is winning. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gives a lot of hope for us who are over 40. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Lockie's a nice guy and whatever, but he's done enough winning, you know. I just people go, oh, you don't like him? I go, no, 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 it's not I don't like him, but it's just I'd like other people to win, you know. It's just like imagine I've been a Dolphins fan and being in the same conference uh, as the uh, New England Patriots. When they won the first one, yeah, I thought that's great for you guys. I'm happy for you guys. But that w- that should have been it. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not only they went to six and whatever. You think about it without, um, you know, you think about it without Archie Manning, how many more times, how many more uh 
at times made Tom have been in Super Bowls and won Super Bowls because oh gosh, you, you think of not only the times that Peyton was in the Super Bowls, which was four, but the other times, um, uh, and then you had Eli, so and and so on. So theoretically, you know, and if if um, if uh, Peyton wasn't around to give him a run for his money uh, all those years, could you know? He could have won. What? What was that? What thirteen? Well, that that's six. Uh, that could be yeah. So there's Peyton's in four. So that's four more. Um, Tom could have possibly been in. Um, plus the Eli ones. That's two. So that's yeah. So we're talking six plus plus just the fact is that Peyton was in the conference and so on and so on. Um, yeah. So he has to <laughs> blame. Archie Manning for the sons that he gave us. Mm. That's, that's right. Could you imagine? I, I know that's hypothetical and you can say all sorts of different things, but it is interesting, just the one family, you just think, uh, and, and at the same time, you know, playing at the same time and against them in those important matches, the AFC conferences or the Super Bowls, it's just sort of going, wow, it's could have Because the second time I went to the ESPYs, uh, Tom, or third time, third time I worked at it, Tom was there and Peyton and Eli were all there and I was just the three of them all together and you're thinking, wow, you know, all these years down the track, you know, um, this is before Eli or Peyton had won their Super Bowls and so on. So this was in the mid-2000, uh, mid uh, 2004, 2005. Yeah, so, you know, interesting how history writes itself and so on. But I'm waffling on and no, I know okay. you're in and um, – but uh, the draft's coming up. I, as I say, I watch all the shows all the time. I, you know, through YouTube, you get a lot of shows, and ESPN and so on. I'm very intrigued what's going to happen in the draft, and then we'll, we'll see how we go. And before we know, uh, one thing I will say: so this season, the, you're going to 17 games, which right. I enjoy. But I don't understand why they're not giving him a second buy. It makes a lot of sense to a lot of things because I tell you why. I don't either. Because in our competition, um, our competition goes for 25 weeks in the rugby league, right? Okay, so it's a lot longer and so on. They get two buys. Plus, in there, we have some rep games and so on because we play international games and state games, which is a pity um, that doesn't happen with um, American football, but it's different. But we so we have international games and so on. So it's spread out and there's more games and and, and so on. But it's a big it's a big thing to have um, have a buy. And also, if you spread out the competition for another week, you'd have less of a cluster of games on that Sunday time. Because I like I turn it on and that one o'clock window for you guys, um, there's all these games on. And I'm like, and I know people are fans of Red Zone and so on, and I watch Red Zone because, hey, the games are on that time. So if you want to catch them all, that's what you've got to do. But I like watching actual games, getting into the flow of the games, getting into, okay, is this going to happen, as opposed to just watching highlight packages. And if you're watching Red Zone, and especially in that one o'clock window, you're just basically watching highlight packages, really, aren't you? You're just jumping between... Eight games sometimes. Yeah. Now, if there was an extra weekend week of buys, 
that would spread that out. So instead of eight, you got put what let's say six games. That's still plenty of games on to to jump around between, and then you're spreading the competition an extra weekend because I don't know. I mean, what I don't understand. So what if the Super Bowl is mid mid February? What else is going on? You know, as soon as the the, the Super Bowl's over, everybody goes, oh, no football for all this time. So what? What is there anything particular happening in February that you can't? spread football out till, till that time is going to February. Um, I'd appreciate it because we don't, our football doesn't start till late March. So, <laughs> but also, I mean, it's a physical game uh, and people, have, and, and they're talking about the players don't like it because the war of attrition, you know, on their bodies and so on. I just, I, I, I was on, I called into the Rich Eisen show last year when they were talking about the 17th game. And I just said, I said, look, I, as a fan, I want an extra game, but give them an extra buy. And, um, you know, everybody's going, oh, no, we can't do that. We can't do I, I, I just think it's a logical thing. I, I, I think it's a win-win for everybody. Um, uh, players get, you know, um, you know, you throw an extra week in there to look after their bodies. Um, coaches, you know, get time to prepare. And broadcasters, it's got to be better for broadcasters because you're going to get extra, you get an extra week of, uh, Sunday night game, Thursday night. Uh, well, maybe they, they play the Sunday night game, but you know, you get Sunday night game, Sunday night game, Monday night game. Um, but but also, it's just there's there's more people watching the games as opposed to highlight packages with the red zone. So if you can make that happen, that makes a lot of sense to me by having an extra. Uh, the NFL doesn't tend to listen to to people like us. Oh, that's can't believe that. No, I can't either. You know, uh, you try, you try. You know, I tried to make a, a a national holiday for Derrick Henry, but you know, they don't listen to me. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. He's he's you know he's still running. You know, he's. I think he's still. I don't think he stopped running from the playoff game. I think he's still going. No, 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 no. A friend of mine, uh, he said he watched the playoff game and he was going on. Oh, Derrick Henry's overrated. I go, are you serious? Are you serious? You're watching that game and because in the second half, I think in the first half he did well. Second half he didn't gain yards, you know, like he's got to be heavily marked. I said, did you watch the season? Did you watch last year's playoff run where he just almost single-handedly took them to the Super Bowl? It's like, um, yeah, he's iconic. <laughs> well, I want, I'll tell you a story here and then I, I'll let you go. Well, last year um, I'm watching – this AFC championship game with my Titans and Kansas city in there and their Titans are losing. They can't do anything. And I'm getting mad. I'm walking up and down the hallway and my youngest daughter comes up and starts laughing at me. And said, the Titans are going to lose. Titans are going to lose. And I thought, how, where can she live from here on out? And I asked my wife, can we just go ahead and ship her somewhere else? And she said, no, they kind of frown on that. It's like, ah, just, I'm trying to teach her these things that it's okay to root for the Titans. You should. And if you're going to live in this house, you're going to have to, but she hadn't listened yet. <laughs> uh, is there still time? Still hope is there? Yeah. Yeah. There's still time. She's only, she about, she's going to turn eight uh, Thursday. So there's still time. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Well, happy birthday to her for Thursday. I'll let her, I'll let her know you said it. Thank now, you. Maybe, maybe that could be her birthday present. 
Hey, huh? you can officially follow the Titans for your birthday. Well, you know, she did say she wants a Derrick Henry jersey, and I had to fight back the tears. Oh, there you go. It does my heart good to hear that our kids are not too far gone. Oh, okay. There's still hope. There's still, There's still hope. hope. Well, thank you, Mr. Gary. I appreciate you uh, coming on the Football's Family Podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'll just show my book one more time. And so yes, on. over 1,000 NFL cliches and hilarious cynical grabs. And again, um, when this, this episode will drop on Thursday and mm-hmm. on my Facebook page and on the Twitter page, the Football's Family Twitter page, I will put a link to your uh, website. Thank you very much. So Thursday, your time, Friday, my time, because I'm in the future. You are yeah. in the future. Yep, yep, yep. I haven't seen uh, Marty McFly yet, but... Uh, yeah, I was yeah. about to ask, have you seen Marty McFly run by, uh, but you yeah, haven't yeah, yet. Yeah. With a DeLorean, yeah. I should look outside and see if my car's, you know, converting to DeLorean. But uh, anyway, see, see, people go, what are you talking about? Well, in the mid-'80s, there was this movie called Back to the Future. Just um, <laughs> they, people need to be more cultured and watch Back to the Future 1 and 2. You can avoid 3, but 1 and 2. That's a must. That's a must. Oh, I've got a Back to the Future um, poster in my room. Um, we wouldn't do that another time. I'm, I'd love to. Anytime you want me to come on and talk about, um, you know, the despair of the dolphins or whatever, or we can talk if you want. Well, I'm happy well, to talk about uh, football movies too. I know a lot of people pick the usual ones, but I've thrown up um, uh, Heaven Can Wait and so on. So, you know, if you ever want to um, talk now, about now, uh, now, look, you, you're you're tapping into another one of my interests, and in that is football movies, movies. Period. When you said you had a Back to Future. Uh, poster in there. I I just had a nerd moment. It just it made me feel really good too. Uh, when my wife met me, I had Spider Man posters on my wall, and she said the only reason she married me is because I like football. She said I couldn't handle the nerd part, but I like the football part. <laughs> oh, gold, gold! I, I I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, for for sure, you let me know, and we'll we'll do another one on the whole nerd. Uh, football movie aspect of it because there's a lot of people go for the obvious ones and so on but there's a lot of other ones out there and then we could also um there's tv shows you know um like uh i had uh, put on the tv the other day while i was just having lunch and an old episode of the a-team came on and they had all these ex-footballers like broadway joe and so on and that so there's there's lots of we could get into all that sort of thing for the nerds. We could talk in that. We could do that. And in fact, let me get you on sometime in May and we'll talk about this. Excellent. Excellent. And thank you very much for all your help. And um, as I say, hopefully uh, people, you know, get a laugh from my book and, you know, or it's a good gift. I mean, so, you know, might get, keep somebody entertained in these bizarre times. If I throw a cliche, um, the, these times, the likes of which we've never seen before, it's, it's a cliche that's been uh, used a lot over the last year, and hopefully everybody's doing okay. It's the new norm. Norm from Cheers. Norm. Thank you, Mr. Gary. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. 
The 2021 Professional Football Researchers Association Convention will be held at the Gold Jacket Lounge at the Pro Football Hall of Fame during the final weekend of June. Convention speakers will celebrate the 100th anniversary of the founding of the NFL. The fee for the convention is $50 for members and $100 for non-members. The fee includes admission to the convention and Pro Football Hall of Fame, meals on Friday evening and Saturday afternoon, and free parking. All convention activities are subject to COVID-19 protocols. For more details, Click on the 2021 PFRA convention link at profootballresearchers.org.